one of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are a very British horror. So this is a special episode with special guests. Paul, would you like to introduce the special guests? I would be happy to. Um, back in September 2020, this year, which is this year, we had the opportunity to talk via Zoom to Nick Frost and Samson Ko um, about the up-and-coming Amazon Prime TV show Truth Seekers. Great. Well, let's hear what we had to say to them and they had to say to us. Brilliant. Ramon, well, thank you for um, letting us talk to you. Uh, right. It's quite an unusual thing for us to do because we, we basically are a fairly small um, British horror podcast. So um, the chance to talk to to people like yourselves is is, is quite a good one for us. Um, I, I just really wanted, um, first of all, for you to sort of give us an idea about what Truth Seekers is about and a little bit about your characters that you play. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Truth Seekers, we wanted to make... Uh, a horror comedy where the horror was frightening and the comedy was funny um, and the two things didn't kind of upset or spoil one another. Um, I think we wanted to make it about, I think every character's looking for something, you know, there's, there's a lot about loss. I think we wanted to make the show kind of a bit haunted. Um, when you watch it, I was, I've watched it a few times now and it reminds me of having flu as a child. It's got like a weird vibe to it. Um, touchstones for us in coming up with a show was like Sapphire and Steel um, and The Prisoner and kind of Tom Baker era Doctor Who and, you know, A Love of the X-Files and, and weird little memes that we'd send each other of an Italian woman being exercised or a door <laughs> opening in a school in Cork. Um, you know, and we wanted it just to be... You know, we found pretty early on that we wanted the characters to get on and to like each other, you know, and as well as there being a horror there and, and something about the supernatural, it's also about two guys and their first few kind of weeks of getting to know each other and working in a kind of shitty job at Sky, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's for, you know, for, for, for Elton, it's more so a guy really excited to, you know, start something new um and you know he meets this this guy who he wouldn't encounter in his day-to-day -day that takes him on on an adventure on a journey that he was not really signed up for but you know albeit there's a a, a great relationship that forms between the two which is really cool and sweet to see Samson, yeah Samson. yeah Sorry, it's sweet i kind of think you know we wanted people who watch this to kind of enjoy and come into our little van and get in the van with us and come on a journey. And yeah. it's nice when characters get on and they're friends and, and they have a laugh. And, you know, I think that's why, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to be as successful as friends, but that's why friends work because they were friends and you like being yeah. around them, you know? Yeah. So um, Sapphire and Steel, by the way, I thought the first episode, the dog, I thought Sapphire and Steel, brilliant. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the um so for, for me the thing that really jumps out is that because we watched a 
a lot of ghost movies and TV shows. And the investigators, the paranormal investigators, are always professors of something. Absolutely always. But mm. you, you, you're, you're two normal two normal guys you say like broadband engineers really good broadband engineers broadband yeah. engineers so yeah. was that was that a deliberate uh, like a t attempt to subvert the usual uh, the way the genre usually works no it wasn't deliberate i mean i think if you'd speak to gus i think he'd probably trying to tell you he was some kind of professor of <laughs> you know he's been doing it for so long now that he's you know what was that thing i read a thing that you can become an expert in anything on 10, after 10,000 hours or 10 yeah. years, you know, I think he kind of lives by that rule that he's, you know, he's, Gus is a skeptic too. He's not, he doesn't want to believe he wants to, you know, he wants to debunk everything, not necessarily prove everything in a way. So if I figure if he, if he debunks enough stuff, eventually he'll find something which is true and hopefully it will take him to, to find his wife, you know? Yeah. So, um, Samson, how did you get involved in, in this? Because obviously, Nick, you, you were responsible for it, sort of co-creating it and writing it. Just wondering how Samson got involved. I kind of, I kind of, I just came in. I just came in and auditioned. Um, um, I, I think I did one by myself. And then uh, the next time I came in with Nick and we just you know, played around a bit and um, luckily they liked me enough to bring me back. And I travel ever since. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a really cool project. I mean, when I read it and it just seemed like that sort of, because for me, I've, I kind of, you know, grew up on the, you know, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fars and that sort of comedy and that sort of um, sci-fi genre, horror genre that it was, I was really excited to kind of come in, you know, and to be able to work with um, Nick and Simon is just, is always dope. And, you know, because it's like, you just know, I never knew what to expect when we were filming, but I wasn't surprised with everything <laughs> that we encountered while we were filming. Like it was, it was just laughs and, 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 you know, just, it was just fun on set. It was really cool to come in every day and give Nick lovely hugs. <laughs> yes, that's how we start our day. How we start yeah. our day. Is Nick a good, good hugger then? He is, he's a good hugger. Um, I think that was part, I mean, that, you know, I mean, I think Samson has a lot of fantastic qualities as a man and as an actor, but I think that thing where he can actually just be on set and and potentially not know what's next, but just let it ride over him and, and add to it and and enhance what's what's being laid out. You know, that's that's a real skill, you know. Thank you. It, it really comes <laughs> over. The, the chemistry between you two really comes over in the first four episodes that we've we've watched. So it's, it's a real it's a real it's a real highlight. Um, well, also, it's, it doesn't happen that often when you meet someone and they just get it and you get each other and you get the the joke and yeah you don't need to spell it out and there's no explaining to be done it's just like okay we're doing this this is great let's this do it you know. and then i, yeah. I laugh a lot because a lot of the time <laughs> when we, when we throw in something new like nick throws in new stuff all the time <laughs> and i just go so we always have to do it twice <laughs> yeah. that, and make it seem like it's the first time we've heard it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it was I, it was quite interesting to me the sort of balance of the two characters actually earlier on you talked about 
um, Tom Baker, Doctor Who being being a bit of a, an influence. Mm-hmm. There's definitely that sort of Doctor companion kind of relationship between the pair of you, um, you know, with, with, without any yeah, asking I mean, questions. What I'd suggest as well is is it changes. So sometimes I'm the companion and he's the Doctor. You know, right. I don't think Gus has all the answers. And especially as we go a bit further into the season and uh, and start to learn more about Elton's story and what he's hiding from or what he's running to, you know, I think it, it changes. We we have a change. It, it actually it actually hurts that I've only been able to watch the first four episodes because it's <laughs> such a, a compelling story. I'm like, okay, what happens now? Is his name really Elton John? What's the story there? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I guess um, as well, um, working on a streamer, working for a streamer, like a, a, Amazon changes a bit. Like it's not episodic. It's, it's a continuing sto- story, which is what keeps you watching. So we were just w- wondering how different it was working with, with Amazon as opposed to like a traditional broadcaster. Um, it, it wasn't really at all. You know, I mean, the only thing was when we wrote the scripts, they were all like 44 pages long when we started and Amazon said, oh, hey, we need you to trim them to about 24 pages. So we were kind of <laughs> fucked for a week trying to think, oh, <laughs> how do we cut these things but keep, you know, character and, and, and quirks and pathos and, you know, ambition. Uh, but, you know, we never, all their notes were good. Um, I just felt like we, they had our back throughout, you know, which was great. Was the budget um, higher? Because it, it, it looks really glossy and, and really like, well, um, like, like some love and attention and money, well, that, especially money's gone into it. Yeah, well, not as much <laughs> as you'd imagine, you know, you could always do with a bit more, but it was, it was, it, it was great. The budgets were great, you know, uh, but I think also we've got Jim Field Smith to thank for that and his, his team and, you know, they really... You know, we stripped out a lot of stuff and gave the horror room to breathe and to and to grow and the threat to grow and it and and for it to look good and for it to look creepy and and shoot during the day and you know yeah. Jim really he really took what we did and and made it his own. You know, it is really creepy, um, and and I was sort of I didn't know whether I was expecting to be kind of scared by it. Yeah. But it was actually nice to to find that it that it was quite you know that the horror bits were scary and just you know that that first episode was the the sort of almost like the very last scene. I obviously can't say what it what it's about, but the, with um, Patricia Brake's character. Yes, I mean that that whole scene, I, I completely freaked me out. <laughs> but that was, that oh, was really yeah, good. it was yeah, it was yeah. She was great in it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... The house freaked me out, man. Like, even the house when we was terrifying. Because it, it, it was so... It, it felt like different centuries in one house. Was that the house with the... Um, uh, the... the, the uh, what's the... the, the uh, wall, in the kitchen. The were like, yeah, the kitchen yeah. was... Really, it was so spooky, man. Yeah. And I, so what it was, right, is that old house was Tudor. Yeah, that was and then they some someone had bought the house, and then in the Georgian era, they'd absolutely kept the Tudor in, insides and built a Georgian house over the top of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, 
you could see where the joins were and it was so wonky and there was little passages everywhere and it, just it was, like it was lost. really weird. Yeah. Um, that sounds amazing. That, 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 sounds, <laughs> that sounds perfect for, for um, what you were, what you were trying to do, but also sound, sounds like, um, you know, if you'd found a real ghost, that would have saved some money. That's where it would be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, you know, there, there was a, t- uh, we also shot in an abandoned, um, deaf children's hospital oh, right. and that had like a layer of catacombs underneath it and yeah. little little rooms and, and we were often down there on our own and stuff while the guys got shots together Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did not like being down there if there oh, had yeah, to be like a fucking that. mega spider it would be in there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was really because um, you struck a really fine balance because it's terrifying and obviously the locations help with being terrifying but it, but it's still very funny like um so so i i must have been so difficult for, for for both of you to balance the comedy and the horror so you didn't undermine one with the other yeah. i mean i think uh, in the hospital where you've got the joke with um the the spelling mistake which is hilarious but the hospital is so horribly scary and and oh yeah. and it, i think i mean for, i mean for elton it was you know I mean, for me, I, 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 really, I really bounced off Nick a lot, um, you know, and, and Gus's character, you know, quite um, just outlandish and, you know, um, but for Elton, because, and, you know, you'll see uh, that he's, he, there's some things that he, he hasn't spoken of. It, it, it was, for me, it was more of to take the emotional journey serious um, in and around the, the fun and the humor and the adventure because it, it had to come from a real place. Um, it had to come from a real place uh, and in the script it's written so well. So it wasn't difficult for me to go there. It wasn't difficult for us to, to kind of, to hit those moments and really not take the piss out of the horror, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. So it was quite natural to be honest. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really think I've seen anything like like this ever. It's, it, it, I mean, it's, um, it really, it really, really works. Um, so, so, um, I, 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 I loved all four episodes, and like I say, I'm, I'm de- like when you say about Elton's journey, I'm like, oh, please tell me, but don't tell me, but please tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride. Um, yeah, there's a lot of. Uncovering because I haven't seen it yet. I haven't actually seen. I was just like, I was just like, (laughs) one of those dudes that's like, oh, I want to watch it for the first time when everybody watches it. And and it's like, I feel like I've got FOMO and (laughs) 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 I want to click it on. But um, yeah, it's a a, a brilliant, it's a brilliant ride. So, a lot of things we both wanted to ask you about was obviously you've got um, Malcolm McDowell in the cast, and he's obviously a icon of British cinema and, yeah. and we wondered what was it like working with him what what, what was what was that like uh, I love I loved it you know I was a bit I was really nervous I didn't know what to expect really and he was so sharp and in shape physically and uh, you know he'd often come up before I'd take and say <laughs> hey why don't we try this or let's try that or what if I say this and you know he was just sharp and wanted to wanted to do it, you know, he, he brought his A game and 
and he's he in terms comedically he was he was fine you know he was great uh and he got it and he was he'd laugh and i don't know it's just nice when you spend like a whole lifetime kind of idolizing this guy in terms of being you know british cult cinema loyalty a royalty you know and then he gets on set and he's just like it's just a normal bloke and he's great at yeah. his job and he's yeah. funny and, and ambitious and eager to do it and it makes it makes I don't know you can breathe a sigh of relief because you know that the role's in good hands and he knows exactly what you want without asking and he's yeah. fun and he loves we'd often add 20 minutes to the schedule just so he could tell stories about stories about yeah <laughs> He had some sick stories, man. We'll not repeat, but they were like <laughs> they're really legendary, mate. There are some legendary stories. But I was I remember him because I I was a big fan of heroes. So when I when I when I saw him, of course, yeah. oh, this is the dude. Like so for me, that's my that's his legend <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I know, like you're like you know you're you're an old school G, but just the, his energy and just how he came on set and just, you know, was just so cool with everyone and was just so like, like open and, you know, just gave us some nice little, little, little tips and, and, and yeah. that I love, man. It's wicked. So what what I love about, about the, the way he, 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 he comes across is that he's actually, he, 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 he's very normal and grounded. He's, he's uh, like um, Gus's, father isn't isn't he so they're in a kind of uh, odd couple kind, kind of relationship but he's not interested in the paranormal at all he's very normal um but but in in episode four you kind of play with his iconic status a bit there's a whole like sequence where you're like oh uh, this reminds me of clockwork orange <laughs> which right, really right <laughs> so I, I, I really i mean I, I think his performance is great and i think i think it's really good to use his iconic status as well as you know um Showing what what a fine comic actor he is. Oh, he's great, especially when the episodes get going as well, like four, five, six, and you see his relationship with with uh, Elton's sister Helen, uh, Susie, kind yeah. of bloom, and you see them become friends and stuff. It's it's really it's really sweet, you know. It's really you can really see him. Not, I don't know. He's. It's almost like it's too old to fancy her, but he admires her. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's a real, he has a real admiration for her and it's like, he puts a tie on and he, he combs his hair and stuff. And, but it's never sinister. It's always, <laughs> you know, I think there were, there were versions of this that we wrote where it, just, it was kind of sinister and he was trying to kiss her and stuff. And <laughs> it was just like, in the end, it was like, you don't need it. It's just fun when he, he just, he admires her as a YouTuber. I, I love that they find each other on YouTube. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's great. a complete idiot when it comes to anything techie anyway, you know. So it's always, I think it's always fun, old people trying to find out what works and how things work just by blindly yeah. pressing any button on a screen, you know. Yeah. I think it's great that he's watching uh, YouTube videos about makeup sort of tutorials and... and and costume making tutorials as well. I think that's yeah, that, that's quite funny. We've all got those little secret secret things that we watch on <laughs> TikTok, and uh, mine were makeup tutorials for a while. 
Um, at the moment, I'm obsessed with learning how to do the perfect fade. So I'm watching a lot of barbers doing fades. <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on. Did you guys research real paranormal investigators and on uh, YouTube when you were doing this? Because obviously the, the, the Truth Seekers channel is a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I mean, we'd always... I mean, Simon and I were ghost hunters growing up. You know, that was our thing on a weekend. We weren't big hits with the ladies. So uh, we'd often go and find some spooky Saxon graveyard and just kind of sit in it and wait for something to happen. <laughs> uh, or we'd, you know, go into a forest at night and try and see if we could, you know, bring the spirit of Chedrahoff back to life. Um, and on top of that, you know, we loved the X-Files. We were massive fans of the X-Files and ghost things and aliens and, you know, the occult. So we kind of spent our life following these things. And James and Nat, who also co-wrote, co-created too, they, that was their background as well. And we'd always send each other little gifts of, hey, maybe this is a fucking real spaceship or have a look at this hilarious exorcism. Uh, you yeah. know, that we'd kind of done enough. That was our, our whole life had been our, you know, research. Sure. I kind of watched, I kind of watched like to put like to get ready and stuff, to get in the mood. I kind of watched a lot of old school, um, Nollywood ghost, um, ghost kind of stories. They were absolutely hilarious. Right. Like, like cause it's so like, you know, low budget. And, you know, like a, a ghost would be a person that would just, it was, it was, it was really old school. And kind of just <laughs> comedy in line with the horror, but it was so weird. But yeah, I watched a bunch of like films and stuff and just to kind of get in the sort of mood, the sort of uh, mood. But then when we got on set and, you know, we started to go to all these kind of spooky locations, it kind of done it itself. Like it wasn't, you know, there's some really cool locations and eerie uh, places that we went man that creeped me out <laughs> of course the, the, the different the difference is you your, your characters have lots of like really unambiguous encounters with with obvious ghosts um but in in the first episode there, there, there's a really good one like, like where you have the video of the door slamming and it's like over seven hours like, yeah. is that really slamming i think that, yeah. that struck me as much uh, more like those 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 um like most haunted those kind of real ghost hunter things re re really really are but um yeah i, I guess you're not satirizing that you're you're going in a in, in um a, di a different direction yeah it, well, i mean we didn't want to you know, I think for those people, that that door is slamming. That is true. You know, they do believe that. And, I, uh, you know, we weren't going to parody that, that, that obsession. You know, I think that I think that's passionate. I think that's nerdy. That's that's admirable. I like that stuff. You know, that 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 man is me. So, you know, mm. I think that helped to portray Gus slightly, too, because, you know, he has a passion for these things and and you know that's his world that's where he that's where he feels most comfortable you know it's almost like that the you know that the the flat earth um thing yeah. and the, and the skeptics it's like elton is uh, a skeptic of the idea of of flat earth and gus is a flat earther and it's like you know it's that whole thing of he's genuinely being serious he genuinely believes that this thing is this is what it is and elton's like i mean nah yeah 
you know, and it's, it's that whole, you know, and that's, the, that's what I love about their journey together is that, you know, Gus essentially is trying to make Elton a believer. So, so I, I love that Elton is like really, when he, when he realizes it's, there's something in it, he's really scared. Cause I think, you know, you know, um, when I was much younger, I was interested in this too. But then I got to the point where I don't want to be a paranormal investigator because I don't want to find anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's definitely him. And, and for him, it's, it, it runs deeper than that. And, you know, and of course, you'll see um, in, in later episodes. But it's like there's still, there's still something that keeps him going. And I feel like it's the relationship he has with Gus. I feel as though he is definitely afraid, but the fact that he has a proper buddy, um, yes, it kind of it kind of keeps him in 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 line. If that makes sense, um, yeah, yeah, it's less frightening when there is two of you. When there's two, yeah, and, and it becomes three, doesn't it? We 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 see as the the episodes. Go go on the uh, Astrid essentially joins the the, the team. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, Emily, she's she's so cool, man. So Astrid's Astrid's a wild one, but she's she's like she's like their what's that? What's the term when it's like you've she's she's quite it's diplomatic. Like a whiskey. Yeah, she's like more diplomatic as well with with us and 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 really honest she's a quite honest character that elton kind of takes a a liking to her character in terms of like her vulnerability um and through that they kind of all three of them kind of become this amazing trio there's that amazing moment where um she says like what's the chances of this working and you say 85 percent, and she goes Oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, that'll do. That was the last thing we shot one day, and it was great to shoot that because it was like we all. I love that thing. We're all in agreement. It's like, yeah, yeah, all right, that'll do. <laughs> Such a threshold of percentage that you're willing to go and do something really silly for, and eighty-five percent was their was their percentage. And it's also that's a, that's a great a, a great little moment of, of te- telling you like a lot about her and how she's gonna um, fit fit in with, with with you guys. So yeah, I, no, I I love that moment. Well, she's you know her story blooms as the episodes go on as well, which is which is a great journey. And she was a fantastic find, Emma. You know, she's she's very creepy as 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 Astrid, but she's she's ethereal. She's like it's like found. Bjork, young Bjork. <laughs> well, yeah. so, so, so far, we know nothing about her at all. I mean, yeah. your, your characters are, are still shrouded in mystery, but, but Astrid even more so. so. Yeah. Really, I, I, yeah. But Which, with Astrid too, it was like we wanted to have a... Like, we wanted it to be a three. And so she gets on with Gus and Elton too. You know, there's never any beef between anyone. I mean, yeah, there is. As... As normal people, you know, have have different agendas and, you know, get upset with each other. So do we. But essentially, there's no backbiting. It's like, I kind of like the relationship between a young girl and a 50-year-old man. And there's no sexual element or he doesn't fancy her or she doesn't like him. Or it's just, it's enough that they get on. You know, that's a nice, I don't see that a lot, you know. Indeed, the, the, and the conflict's more with Richard and, and, and Helen, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, in a way, they, they're driven by their other halves into this three because it's, you know, when Gus is with Elton, I don't have Richard on my back. Uh, Elton doesn't have Helen nagging him to bring home a plunger. Yeah. Uh, you know, Astrid's free of whatever binds her. I, um, I think we've run out of our allotted time now. So I just wanted to say thank you very much to both of you for, for talking to us. Um, hey, no worries at all. And, and um, we wish you all the success with the, with the show. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Right. Thanks, Paul. No, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Well, I still can't quite believe that happened. No, me neither. It's, yeah, it was very surreal. <laughs> it was brilliant. And uh, I was really, really, really grateful to both Nick and Samson for giving us their time to talk about True Seekers, which, as I think I made clear in the interview, and I wasn't even toadying, I really meant this, I really, <laughs> really like True Seekers. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, definitely. It was, it was very good. Um, and they were both really, really nice guys. Again, not being a sort of uh, toadying either. But yeah, I thought they That, that they really very, helped. Uh, I absolutely yeah, agree. They were really nice and put up with our general uh, amateurish interviewing <laughs> style. <laughs> In, <laughs> endearing well. and authentic. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And of course, they've gone now, but um, this episode is continuing. So sorry to anyone list, listening. Yes. The interview's over, but just before we kind of cut it, we just wanted to say a couple of things about who, who we are and also how that interview came about. So um, if you found us because you're really interested in Truth Seekers or Nick, Nick Frost you, or Samson K.O., um, you may not have um, listened to our podcast before and you may be interested to know what a very British horror actually is. So normally, actually, it's not, an interview show we do do interviews but our main thing is reviews so we do reviews of british horror sometimes um well almost always films sometimes tv sometimes other stuff we we did a fighting fantasy game book once didn't we i mean so we did, we did yeah we did we did a film that was made up once that didn't actually exist so <laughs> <laughs> lots of different things but it's, it's mostly reviews and it's and and our only constraints really are that it's british horror but we do you know we give ourselves a lot of leeway we did do bride of frankenstein you know <laughs> at the omen so things 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 it does have to be british horror to us but we we're, we're fairly forgiving you know because it's a, a, yeah. it's a cultural thing it's not uh nationalistic thing um so uh, that's what we do we did do um shawn of the dead there's an old shawn of we the did. dead episode several years ago which i i'm pretty sure we liked it though so i'm, pr I'm pretty sure you might i think we did yep so and you know good. i think one day um we may even do a true seekers episode but we don't know uh, we haven't decided yet but you know um please have a look at our back catalogue so please, we really uh, do with the downloads. Yep, and, uh, <laughs> and leave us a review if you like us, obviously. If you don't like us, then don't leave us a review. Um, uh, yes, that would be great. <laughs> if you don't like us, please, please, please don't tell yeah, don't, anyone. <laughs> don't, don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. 
um, but if you do want to support us, then uh, yeah, review is one way that you could do it. Right. Um, so an interesting question is how, how do you go about arranging getting an interview with Nick Frost and Samson Ko? So um, it, it is a question, and I think the, the answer to that question is that um, you know, we like. show up. We, I think I'll go back. Go, go, it's like a story. We'll go back. Go back. So we show up um, quite a lot when you do Google searches for horror podcasts, British horror podcasts. I've noticed that. It's, really? Yeah, we do. It's it's quite um, okay. If you so if you if you if you if you Google one of the films that we've reviewed and put the word podcast in front of it, we we generally are, are high up in the results. So 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 you know if people are like. Uh, adventurous PR agencies are looking for podcasts to get involved with then we we show up so um, we we do get approached by PR companies um, every so often and uh, sometimes it's not concerning stuff that would even meet our definition our wide definition of British horror so we like we don't really cover that but thank you very much and some sometimes it's stuff we're not you know, if we're not really confident that we're going to like it or, or, or really interested in it, then sometimes it's better if we just don't don't cover yeah. it. Yeah, we we have had um, we have had people who who have just you know done their first horror feature film and they've spent years making it and putting in you know spending lots of money doing it, and sometimes they they've. They've, we've had emails from them saying, yeah, can we send you a screener of it and, you know, feel free to review it. And and, and I've always sort of been hesitant about that because the one thing that um, I really don't want to do is take um, something that somebody's worked really hard on and has put um, lots, lots of love and time into and, and only for us, if we did don't like it, to have to say we don't like it and I'll I'd rather us we were we were sort of honest, and I think generally our podcast we cover things that we we, we like. I think yeah. it's quite rare that we both really dislike something. No, I think that there's is a few films we've been indifferent to. True. Yeah, I just think it's just not fair to somebody who's who's done their first film to do that. However, when when you get the opportunity to talk to someone like Nick Frost. Or any of the we we had an option of talking to any of the cast of um, Truth Seekers. I don't think that's something you can turn down. So, Chris, do you want to add a bit more as to how that sort of came about? Well, the, the, actually, they first approached us about a set visit, didn't they? And, and that didn't did, that, yeah. that didn't work out. So we we didn't go to the set. But then they came back to us to see if we wanted to uh, do an episode of interviewing the cast and and. Um, it was just like, yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, you know, it helps. We're, we're big fans of um, Spaced and uh, Shaun of the Dead. We, um, and then the other films in the Cornetto trilogy. And, you know, basically um, it, it was like, absolutely, we'd, we'd, we'd love to be in, in, involved in this. So I th actually, um, it was a really good experience dealing with a PR company because it's quite professional and then um you, you know I, I think 
because it's their job they're easier to deal with <laughs> than you know like than most other people <laughs> so it was <laughs> it, it was actually you know because they wanted us to do it it was it was actually super easy and super smooth to, and they, they just gave us a time and said you know here's the zoom link basically <laughs> that was great yeah. and and we um we because it's all like super professional they had like a zoom lobby didn't they and um yeah we ended up chatting to the guy paul the editor of haunted magazine that was great we'll have to really look at haunted magazine i'm really really quite interested yeah my, my wife wants us to buy it now now she's now she knows it exists <laughs> yeah we yeah and that was really good um it was it was nice yeah it was good to to chat to him and uh for a bit and, and yeah a shout out to him yeah um, and, and I think that the, the really interesting thing from this is that obviously we're, we're still in the whole COVID pandemic thing. Mm. Um, and I think normally this, this would be something we wouldn't get the chance to do necessarily because it would involve, it would have involved us having to go to a particular place. I mean, probably in London or something like that. But I think generally these things happen in a particular place and you end up having to go there and, and, and have wait to take... your turn take all our recording equipment with us yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and it's just it, it's just it's just very difficult and um i th i think this this sort of gave us the opportunity uh, we weren't you know we, we we didn't have to travel anywhere and we could record in the usual way that we record um yeah so absolutely. i think that the, i think it's one of the sort of positive things to come out of the the horribleness that is this covid well I, th I think zoom is is a rare success story in these troubled times um i, I think I, I yeah i think that that was the story i think i'd just like to say because we now know we didn't know when we did the interview but we now know that true seekers is going to go live on october the 30th 2020 so and it's it's still well before that date uh, at the moment um, but, but um and we'll release this this podcast before that date um so depending on, on when you're listening um it's, it's it's coming up on october the 30th on amazon prime or it's been there for years or you know what's amazon prime depending on when you've, <laughs> yeah, on when you've listened to this exactly <laughs> yeah. if, if you're if you're listening to this as part of your archaeology lesson you know, sort of Three thousand two hundred and fifty-seven. Uh, then, then yes, we're uh, it probably makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But hello from twenty twenty, which was a rotten year. <laughs> um, so, um, I, yeah. So, so I think I think that's it. I think that all that remains is like if you did like this and you do want to, uh, you know, listen to old episodes or to engage with us in any way, possibly on social media, then then you can do that, Paul. How can you do that? You can you can do that. You can do that via our Facebook page, uh, where you can find us uh, as a very British horror, or you can email us at very British horror at gmail .com, or you can find us on Twitter where we're at very Brit horror. Uh, so yeah, do do just send us a message and just to say hello. But please ignore our WordPress page because we don't update that. Well. It, the, the the episodes go to that 
Uh, that, no, no, that they haven't since 2017, Paul. I, I noticed the other day. Haven't they? <laughs> no, oh, it's been broken a long time. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So ignore the WordPress page, but you know, find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Right. Okay. And email us. Please email us. That's my yes. favourite. Okay. But we'll call it a day there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks again to Nick and Sampson. And until we meet again, I've been Chris Denton. And I'm still Paul Monk. Good night. Bye.